0: any well-informed injector has a healthy fear of injecting the nasion. We all know non-surgical rhinoplasty can cause blindness. We've also learned recently about septal injuries. There's actually a third and important type of vascular injury that can occur from injecting noses and that's what we're talking about today on the Assessix Mastery Show. Welcome, I'm Dr. Tim Pierce.
1: Hi, I'm Miranda Pierce. Let's dive in. What's different with this type of nose injury you're gonna introduce us to?
0: Uh, so before I do that, don't forget to give this video a like if you're ready to learn something today and if you consider yourself a safe injector who likes to learn while others are out in the sun, if you're watching this in the summer. Um, okay, so the difference with these nose tip injections are that that you get redness and pain but not a delay in completely refill. And I believe the reason for that is that you actually have a stage one pressure also forming. So this is the big thing that's different, is um, I've often heard it said that maybe you can block a blood vessel with pressure. Uh, the first time I heard it said was injecting the nasolabial fold. A lot of people don't really like that idea. They don't think the pressure would be high enough to block the facial artery. And actually, I think it's also quite unlikely that you would block a, an artery by compressing the outside of a vessel. But it's very different with capillaries. And in the nose tip, you only have capillaries. And it's very different because the pressure in capillaries is much less. If you There's a great um, graph that you can get. I remember learning about it when I did my physiology degree, which is the blood pressure as you go through the vascular system. So obviously we all know the normal systolic blood pressure around 120 uh, over 80. And then as you move into the arterials and the eventually into the capillaries, it drops. And in the capillaries, it's less than 20 millimeters of mercury as a composed to as compared to 120 in the arteries. So you've got far less pressure which means it takes far less pressure to occlude those vessels. And the the other interesting thing about noses is I don't think there's a lot of space in noses. Mm-hmm. Now, different people are different and this is one of the things I'll come to at the end when I suggest how we can be safer, but th- you need to start to think of, thinking about how much room is there and how much pressure difference am I making while I'm injecting because I think once you tilt over the, the limit, then you start to start a pressure sore. And if it's big enough or severe enough and it lasts long enough, long enough without reversal, then you can get a form of necrosis. Mm.
1: So would it start with the redness and the pain and just be not looking great? But you're thinking over time that could become the full on?
0: Yes, I, I think it's less severe in most cases. You know, I think it's a more superficial uh, it's less deep in terms of the type of necrotic injury. But um, I'm not sure, you know, I haven't, it's not, these aren't the kind of thing that you see 50 of each year. You know, they, they come up sporadically.
1: But even if it is just redness, it's not what you want, is it? It's aesthetically not nice and you've come to have a nice, you know, nice result. Yeah,
0: so I think there are, it's quite common to get persistent redness. And I think persistent redness after a non-surgical rhinoplasty in the lower third of the nose is almost certainly pressure related. That's the most likely cause of it. Uh, and I, we've seen enough in our clinic. I know basically each time you, you, every year, one or two people get redness when the when the tip has been injected. And, you know, particularly with the fashion around the Tinkerbell nose lip, uh, lift and that kind of thing, which takes quite a lot of product to actually cause that kind of lifting, you're more and more people who are focused just on the aesthetic result will post a great picture and then two weeks later have to reverse it or probably three days later need to reverse it because the patient is in pain and they've got redness that isn't going away.
1: Apart from the redness, how is this presenting differently to other VOs?
0: So, I think because it's a pressure sore, you get a much more diffuse boundary to it and because obviously the pressure is diff- diffuse, so it starts as a high pressure point where you've put the most product and then it will fade as you go more laterally and it doesn't follow the path of major vessels so you'll often see with necrotic injury with noses you know tracks up the supertrochlear artery and you even get the forehead affected that's clearly an intravascular injection whereas with pressure on the nose tip it, it's it's bright pink at the tip and then kind of fades laterally so that's one of the things and i've also seen this in the in a chin uh, which also felt quite taut so I'm, I'm wondering whether this is actually something that happens in other places too Never seen it in a cheek or a lip. Um, but th- th- those areas where there's tightness and noses are particularly that way, particularly if there's just a capillary blood supply in that area, I think it's more likely.
1: Anywhere else we're getting these pressure necrosis?
0: So I think I've seen one in the glabella as well. And the difference was that it was it followed only the track of where the filler was. So if you use a higher G' prime filler, which if you actually read the package, most of them are contraindicated in the glabella so that you shouldn't ever inject them, but people do. Um, you you might compress the arterioles um, in the surface or the capillaries just in the, in the papillary dermis. So what that would mean is you get a localized, very, very localized area of necrosis and you get a line where the filler was that basically is red around the outside and effectively necrosis with a very small area that scars. It's not a very big type of necrosis. Now that's very different to injecting the supertrochlear artery where you'd normally see the whole forehead be occluded or even worse cause blindness. So it's it's I believe more likely to be just in the, in the dermis compressing capillaries and then causing small amounts of necrosis.
1: So what are the risk factors for this particular type?
0: So I think injecting anywhere where the skin is taut and the, the tip of the nose is one of the most obvious places in my mind so the lower third of the nose is particularly risky i think high volume injections you know once you're putting over half a mil in to try and get a nose to be the shape you want to you, you might be making that difference but is it at what cost how much you you need to really be thinking about the amount of force that is required to do that lifting now so, some noses are highly mobile and this mm-hmm. is one of the things that I suggest you check while others are um, they just feel more fixed, and if you're trying to lift something that's fixed, and you're putting more product in, you're going to be increasing the pressure. So that would be a risk, uh, in particular. Um, I think high G prime products will be more risky because they just they just have the ability to exert more force because they're stronger.
1: So what would you what would you use if you were doing a tip?
0: Well, I, I do use a fairly high G prime product for tips because I'm trying to shape something, but I'm also using that more analog component of how much how much space do I feel there actually is to inject. Um, it's particularly more in the glabella, I think the high G pr- high G prime products would be a risk.
1: So, what would you use in that tip?
0: I, I use something like Juvederm Voluma.
1: What are the risk factors?
0: So, I was thinking actually about two of the cases I saw. The patient had hypertension, and I wondered if... Because one of the problems with hypertension is it causes this rarefication of the microvasculature. So that's basically what happens with hypertensive kidney diseases. these little capillaries become uh, more sparsely distributed. So there are fewer capillaries supplying the same amount of tissue. So it did make me think that it's probably one of the factors that's going to make um, a problem with anoxia more obvious is when you've got hypertension already there. So it's just... It's just an academic point, really, because it's not like it's a contraindication to treat them. But Mm -hmm. if you have a patient with a history of high blood pressure who gets a red nose after a small amount of filler that you didn't think was going to bump the pressure up so much, it might be one of the things that makes you twig that this could be pressure related.
1: While we're injecting the tip of the nose, what can we do to reduce this risk?
0: Well, as with all complications, there's a whole system around it that you need to think about. So the first is having an educated patient. So you need to explain to them the risk. While not also scaring them. So a little bit of redness is normal. But if it persists. Then you should probably get in touch. If you have pain. You should definitely get in touch. Now that's your just your informational piece. But the, the, the next thing is assessing your patient well. So I suggest you get in the habit of feeling people's noses. Before you inject them. You should always sense is this tissue strongly adhered and on this you'll notice if you ever try and inject someone who's had three surgical mm. rhinoplasties their skin becomes adhered to the surface there is no room to inject i just simply wouldn't inject them but basically feeling first and this this is one of as i've said already it's one of those analog skills it's very hard to give tight guidelines around but you're assessing the sense that there's movement and space and I know from feeling my own nose, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of movement or space here. I wouldn't feel confident with trying to change the shape of my nose so much. But other people's noses, you can sense that the tissue moves easily. The nose is mobile when you feel it uh, you know, underneath. If you want to see if you can lift a tip, try and do it with your fingers gently first from the side first before you try and do it with filler. Because all of that will give you a rough idea of how easy or how difficult this is going to be, which will hopefully make you stop injecting before you've put too much in, or you may not even do the procedure. In fact, that's the best case scenario, is that you assess the nose ability to move with your hands before you start injecting, because because otherwise you're just trying to do it all with filler, increasing the pressure too much and then causing this problem. Now, I also think the capillary refill will probably be delayed in the early stages until compensation starts. So. I say this to all the people we've ever trained, which is assess your capillary refill as you're going through the process. I check capillary refill when I'm doing noses probably 50 times. Each time you inject, you're checking it. And the benefit of that is not necessarily um, anything other initially than you just get very good at knowing what normal looks like. And then if it changes, you'll pick it up. You'll have much more sensitivity. If you never check capillary refill and you wait for a complication, it's always gonna be harder for you to assess. Uh, you won't have the certainty. I know with certainty when something is delayed from what it was before. And, and that gives me um, the ability to act rather than just seek support from other people to make the decision for me. So um, you want to be assessing complete all the way through. And in the early stages, it's a good guide. But remember, in the latter stages, it may not be a good guide. In fact, your main guide might be simply persistent redness or redness that seems above average or pain. Uh, And I think pain is the most significant and anyone who's in pain with a non-surgical rhinoplasty needs to be assessed. And remember the other video that we did, in fact, we'll put a link to it, those septal injuries that I've now seen since that video was shot, I saw another one that actually came in the UK uh, and it it may be happening all the time that you have this potential injury in a place where capillary refill will not help you because you can't see it, it's inside the nose. So um, remember capillary refill in noses is not the only thing to look for. Uh, and act accordingly. And if in doubt, get it out. Um, Seek support from your colleagues. If you're slightly anxious yourself, you can be moderated by your colleagues when they support you. So you're not high-lazing everything, but at the same time, it's better if you're uncertain and you think there could be a problem to dissolve it. So let us know, have you ever had a case like this that seemed to have normal capillary refill, but you ended up reversing and then solving the problem? Because I think it's more common than people say. Um, also don't forget to like and subscribe we're aiming for twenty-five thousand subscribers yet can you help us get there
1: <laughs> thank you guys and don't forget to put the alert on as well so you get notifications when we upload
0: okay thanks for watching
1: take care